This is Nursing Uncensored. Your host, Adrienne Benning, invites you to listen in on real conversations about all things in the nursing world. This podcast is intended for nurses, nursing students, and allied health professionals, but non-medical folk will probably get a kick out of us too. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share. Hey, what's up you guys? It's Adrienne, and today I'm completely off the rails. Um, I'm trying something completely different. I don't know how this is going to sound. I'm actually on a very different microphone. I have my dog in the room, but we're just going to wing it because I've had a few requests lately, and I don't usually get duplicate requests, so I'd like to try to accommodate. Um, Where do I begin? What am I here to talk about? I kind of got all worked up and decided I wanted to talk about my journey through college. This is a complicated story to tell, and I'm going to try not to get too long-winded, but this past December, uh, I graduated with my Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, um, and I was 35 years old. So, needless to say, I was not a traditional student, and I had quite the tumultuous roller coaster through school. So I kind of just want to talk about that, uh, partially to answer your question, and partially because I want to encourage you guys, like, just because, you know, you may not be 22, traditional, out of, you know, or 18, out of school, whatever, however old you kids are. Like, you may not be a traditional student. You may have a first career that you tried that you're not going to continue doing for whatever reason. It could be that you didn't go to college. Maybe you had a family. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe you did something else. But I went to school late and kind of want to encourage you guys, let you know that that's not, that's not a deal breaker. Mac, stop it. Of course, my dog wants to lick everything the minute I start this recording. Chill out, doggies. Chill out, doggies. Okay, I'm going to try not to edit this, so you're going to listen to all this stupid shit. Um, Let's go back. Let's take it way back. Um, I graduated from high school in the spring of 1999, way back in the last millennia. So I moved to the town I now live in with the intention of going to college for four years, getting a business degree, getting a job in an office somewhere, buying a house, doing the whole thing. I move out on my own at 18 for various personal reasons. I get a full-time job, which I realize very quickly is very difficult to do when you're going to school full-time. And I had discussion groups that took attendance, plus other shit that took attendance, plus lectures. So needless to say that working my job, which didn't really care that I was in school, that was at Cub Foods. For those of you that remember Cub Foods, they don't exist anymore, so I I think I can say what I want. Anyway, came to school, had to get a full-time job because I had an apartment, because I had to live in the dorm, because I had to have somewhere to live when the dorms were closed. It was a whole thing. So I had to have an apartment, had to have a full-time job, and I learned very quickly that it was almost impossible to keep up with everything at the age of 18. So I withdrew from school and did a bunch of stuff that probably wasn't a good idea. And, you know, fast forward years later, I meet the man that I'm currently with, who is an angel and the reason that I am 
always trying to be a better person. Um, let's back it up a second. So I'm working a job selling car insurance and a friend of mine who knew me really well was like, hey, you'd be a really good home health aide, you know, just because of what she knew about me. And was like, you should apply for a job at this place I work. I apply for the job, I get it, I do home health care. Um, and that makes me feel like hmm, maybe I could do this for real at the hospital and like make a little bit more money and have benefits and some stability. So I apply to the job and I do a couple interviews. The first interview was in the emergency department and I was so giddy excited about getting a job in the emergency department that I'm pretty sure I came off as a f Looney Tunes, over enthusiastic Looney Tunes. So I didn't get that job. I applied to another job on the neuroscience unit at the hospital. And I had experience at that point doing home care with someone who was quadriplegic, had cerebral palsy, had lawyers and special spinal precautions. So I had a little bit of information about neuro care. So I got that job and I started doing that job. Fast forward two years um, and I meet the man I'm now with, the angel, who makes me always work to be better. Um, he was like, hey, you're really smart. You are already a nursing assistant. You seem to be pretty good at it. So why don't you like try to go to nursing school? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could probably do that. Because, you know, I'd been around nurses. I saw what they did. I was like... I think I could do this like I'm already pretty good at like the CNA kind of stuff so maybe the rest would be like easy to pile on so then I start to explore it and I enroll in some prereqs and you know I take the usual I take rhetoric but then I also start lining up science classes anatomy and physiology microbiology like I start working through these classes however you know, I'm getting loans, but I also need to work, and I also kind of wanted to dip my toes back in, so I um, basically just started taking a couple classes this semester, a couple classes the next, so, you know, I was taking it easy. I took a couple classes I probably shouldn't have taken, like I failed a philosophy class that I took online. I failed a math class that I didn't need for my degree. I don't even know why the hell I t took it. I don't even like math. Like I had an out-of-body experience and signed up for something stupid so they're not even degree related but here I am with two F's on my transcript so then I'm trying to like get everything done I wanted to redo those classes but they really sucked and by that point I had switched schools and so if it, it became complicated it was like if I retake these to get rid of those F's then I have to be going to two schools at once and then I have to figure out loans with two schools at once. it was just it was too much so I was like I'm just gonna leave those on my transcript I'll worry about it later I continue on with prereqs and one semester I don't know what I was thinking I decided I wanted to take anatomy and physiology one there were two of them with a lab I took microbiology gen biology one and I think I took a math class and I was like, well, this is either going to be academic suicide or I'm going to just be really good at science when the semester is over. So luckily it was the latter and I felt like I took the same fucking test on um, cellular respiration about 15 times. So by the time I was done with those classes, I felt like I had a decent handle on things. 
Fast forward a little bit, I start in uh, doing research on like, okay, how, now that I'm getting close and I'm getting a bunch of prereqs done, how do I go about getting into school? Is there a wait list? How do I pay for it? Where do I go? What else do they need me to do? Do I have to be a certified nursing assistant? All this stuff that I had to think about. So I started doing research and I quickly realized that of the many schools in my area and in my corner of the state even, Every single one had completely different requirements. So it's like, okay, so what do I do? Do I go take a whole shit ton of classes that I don't need and then apply to all of them? Or do I focus my search and pick a school that I really want to go to, that I know I can afford, that I know I can get to, because at the time I didn't have a car, um, because I was a student and I was making like almost no money, so then I'm like, okay, do I go to this school? So I, I pick a school, okay? I pick a school. I focus on that school. I do all of their prereqs. I apply. I don't get in. Because I wasn't counting on not getting in, I didn't have a backup plan. I had a temporary job, so I needed to find a, new, a job, like lickety-split-quick, because I was like a contracted employee at that point while I was going to school. And so I was like, oh shit, like I'm, I don't know, I'm not enrolled for next semester. By the time I found out, it was already the next semester. So I didn't get in. Now I'm like, I'm not in class. I have a whole semester to kill. And that was in the, like the spring semester. So I'm like, okay. And then I'm unlikely to go to summer school because I didn't have my financial aid figured out. Anyway, it was this whole thing. And I'm like, well, now I got to get a permanent job and then try to get into another school. But then if I have a new permanent job, I can't just leave that job or cut back my hours to go to school. So it's like this huge, I mean, the nights I spent stressing and crying and doing research and wanting to give up, they're, they're numerous. I can't even tell you throughout this whole process how many times I thought, why do they make this so fucking hard? They do it because they want me to give up. Yeah, I, I felt all the time. I was like, they just don't, they don't want to make this easy for you. They want you to fucking fight for it. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to fight for it then. So then I picked a backup school. On one hand, even though this was so hard for me to not get into the school I wanted and be done sooner, um, in the long run, it turned out to be a blessing. I didn't know that at the time though. So I start working on community college application, but in addition to different classes that I had to take, on top of the prereqs that I already took for the school I didn't get into that were exclusive to that school, which I now refer to as the prereq hamster wheel that I was on because I was just class after class after, oh, now we, oh, sorry, I'm sorry the story is so choppy, but this just explains to you how tumultuous and hectic this was. Somewhere during the process, I found out that um, the school that I wanted to get into, at some point they changed their prereqs. So that was part of why I had so many more classes. Because in addition to doing their specific prereqs, then in the middle of it, they changed a bunch of shit. So a couple classes that I had taken were no longer relevant or valid or needed. So I was like, oh, cool. And I wasn't far enough along to be grandfathered in. So that happened. So then... I'm working on getting into this community college, but then I find out that I have to be a certified nursing assistant. I was trained internally at my hospital, so I didn't ever have to seek like a 
recognized license. I was working under licensed professionals at the hospital. So yeah, didn't have any kind of certification. So then I look into, okay, how do I get my CNA on top of finishing these prereqs? So then I find out that in my particular part of the country, in order to take a CNA class, you have to do like an eight to, I can't remember if it was eight or 10 weeks, but it was an eight or 10 week course in a nursing home which is not where I worked, um, in a nursing home that was not local to me and was actually kind of rural and I didn't have a car. So I'm like, okay, I got to freaking drive out to this place for eight to 10 weeks doing a job that I'm not doing, even though I've been a nursing assistant for like many years at this point. So then I'm like, plus it's like $600 to do it. And I'm like, well, that's like two months rent for me at the time. So at this point, it's like more tears, more stress, more of my partner being like the supportive, loving pillar of strength that fed me and like kept me moving forward and reminded me that I had to fucking fight for this and I could get it, but I had to keep fighting for it. So then I'm like, okay, fine. So then I look into it and I find out that in my state at that time, you could challenge the licensing exam and take it without having ever taken a CNA course proper. I believe that since that time, which was many years ago, I think that now in my state you have to take the course. You can't just walk in, take the test without ever having proven your skills or worked a job that was in a nursing home, that is. So I walked in, I signed up for the test. They asked me where I was working and I told them where and they were like, and you know, I asked where I took my CNA class and I was like, I'm just taking the test. All these people at the, at the desk, in the office, at the testing center were like, oh honey, like we have medical assistants that come in and they can't even pass this test sometimes. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like I do all this stuff. I don't do it in a nursing home. I do it in a hospital. Like, and I was very nice about it. I'm frustrated now because I'm reliving all of these emotions. But I was basically like, no, I, I, I'm sure I really want to take this test. I took the test. They had me do a written exam, which I passed, and it only took me like 25 minutes. I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole about it and be like, it only took me 25 minutes. I'm a fast test taker. That's one of my skills. There are other things I'm not great at, but I can I can rock a multiple choice test even if I really, you know, haven't, uh, like I said, I haven't taken a CNA class. But I did just fine. The, act, the portion where they have you like demonstrate skills I did all that fine. They were like, they had me check vitals and help with a, a transfer with a patient with like a, a cane. Um, they had me clean dentures. They had me do, I'm like, I do this stuff a million times a week. I got it. So I passed and they, they were like, oh, I'm so surprised. I'm like, okay guys, th- thanks for not listening to me at all. Thank you for invalidating my hospital work. I didn't say any of that. This is my inner voice, but I was very polite, took my certification, went, finished the application into nursing school, which of course, all of this applying all the way through, you have to remember, you're paying application fees, you're paying to have documents done, you have to get, you know, like, uh, 
your physical done. You have to drive to places to like get your student ID, like all of this stuff. You have to buy your scrubs. You have to buy a stethoscope. Even though I, I was really lucky, I had someone that gifted me a stethoscope. And then I later, when I got my nice stethoscope as a nurse, I gifted it to another nursing student. I believe in paying it forward. It's like a, you know, good karma thing, I think. But Anyway, the whole process is like you're spending money, you're not making any money, you're trying to explain to people that you love why you're never around, why you're always tired, you're crabby, you're hungry, you're broke, and all you can think of is I have to do this for like two to three more years before I can do the thing that I'm trying to do, which is be a nurse and make a little money and live a fine, comfortable life. So... I get into nursing school, the letter arrives, I fucking weep because I'm like, oh, okay, for the love of God, I finally got into my two-year program, which honestly, after all of these extra years of shit, I wish I had just gone through the two-year program to begin with. The people that I did prereqs with were already working on their units, and then I find out as I'm going through the program, even though the road is scattered with gravel of bullshit, like paperwork and technicalities and shit that you wish you didn't have to buy, books that you never looked at because you didn't really need them. There, every school has something about it that's like, ugh, this could totally be fixed and streamlined. That's the nature of every system in this freaking country, healthcare, education, whatever. Um, so I finally get into school. I'm going through the program. I'm taking classes. My partner's family gifted us a car, which was not you know, a new car. So I had to be careful driving this old car to and from school, 35 minutes away in the snow, in the rain, in the heat and doing clinical. So I work night shift. I've worked night shift pretty much my entire time at the hospital, my entire time working in healthcare. I was working nights. I was going to class. So I would go to class in the evening. I'd go to work at like 11 p.m. I'd work till 730 in the morning. I'd sleep for a while, get up, study, read, go back and do the whole thing over again for many days a week. Um, then I would do clinicals first shift on the weekend. So I'm going from working night shift and doing evening classes three to four, three to four nights a week. And then immediately, like one day later, working 7 a.m. to like 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday and doing paperwork straight through, like while I was eating, like while I was, I mean, poop, let's be real. Like you're sitting on the toilet, you're reading something for school. There's no time. Like I'm not seeing my family who lives five minutes away. I'm not spending time with Doug. We're bickering, trying to remember that we're in this together. Like there's all this stuff that feels like it's just going to make you implode. Meanwhile, like you're taking exams and doing activities and writing care plans and making sure your scrubs are clean, making sure that you're at least drinking some water. I mean, this is, this is the life. And I had... I think it's where a lot of the anxiety that I suffered from as a new nurse came from because everything felt so high stakes. Meanwhile, financially, I find out that I really don't have the option to take more loans and I have exactly enough grants to just pay for exactly the number of credits I needed to graduate 
with a, a an associate's degree of nursing so that I could then take my NCLEX, which I couldn't afford at the time anyway. Fucking mess. So if you're listening to this and some of you might be going, holy shit, why, what? And some of you might be going, uh-huh, yep, I'm in the middle of it now, or yep, I did that too. For those of you that didn't have to do everything I'm describing, I'm really, really happy for you because this was a long road of horrible, horribleness. Some of it was really good. I made good friends. I learned a lot. My program had really strong clinical preceptors, so I learned a tremendous amount. And I, even though I was anxious and fearful about things, I really felt like I wasn't going to hurt anybody. I knew when to seek out someone for help. I knew how to identify an emergency. Even if I didn't know what to do yet, I knew how to identify when shit was going wrong. I got a really solid education from them. So again, even though I bitch about my school, everybody bitches about their school, I feel like they prepared me really, really well. I struggled through clinicals and preceptorship. I got lucky. I started out with a preceptor that we just didn't mesh well. I requested a new preceptor for both her and my sake. I got a new one. We meshed much better. I worked night shift on a neuro unit. It was a fantastic learning experience. Um, I uh, graduated. (laughs) I didn't want to go to graduation because I was feeling so like I'm done. I'm through. My grades are in. I cannot emotionally take any more of this. But I wanted to give my mom the gift of seeing me be pinned. My college did a pinning ceremony. (coughs) Now at this point, sorry about the cough. At this point in my evening program, we, even though the day cohort had like 40, 50, 60, I don't know how many people they had, my night cohort. So when I went to my pinning ceremony, there were six of us, something like, I'm sorry. If it was like there was like six or seven of us or something, it was a small group. That's the friggin' point. Um, and I knew that many people at my pinning ceremony, and so I'm sitting alphabetically surrounded by people I've never met before. They're all talking and bonding, and all I can think of is, "Give me my pin, so I can get out of here before I burst into tears." And the waterworks started huge fat tears rolling down my cheek the whole time I'm trying to squelch it I'm people are like oh my god are you okay it's all right you're gonna be fine you know and I'm thinking in my head like I'm not cry well yes I was crying because I was happy but I was more so crying because it felt like this really and I'm even getting emotional thinking about it oh my god I'm not gonna cry on this podcast it was this feeling of like oh my god I did it I thought I was going to quit. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to be sick. I thought that people that loved me were going to give up on me because I was such a burden to them while I did this. God, I'm actually like kind of crying. Um, this was like an experience that I was like, I just want to get out of here. I just want to go. I said goodbye to the couple people that I could see on the way out and I was out the door. And I bawled for the whole, pretty much, I mean, I went out to lunch with family and friends. But I'll tell you, like, as you can hear, the way my voice just changed when I started talking about that, guys. This is some raw shit. Like, sometimes the things that you want don't come easy. The system, yeah, 
I might have made some mistakes. I probably could have, like, streamlined and just gone to community college instead of trying to get into a four-year program. But sometimes the system is broken, and I have some fault in the way my trajectory went, but also there were some things that I felt I was climbing uphill the entire way with nothing but roadblocks, paperwork, people that wouldn't return phone calls, nights where I just didn't think it was worth it anymore. Maybe I'll just be a CNA forever, even though now I know all this stuff. So it was, it was, it was, it was a trip. Like I was fucking shook that whole day. Anyway, so then because I had been working on a unit that I loved at the hospital so much, I applied for a job there and by some awesome power, I got a job right away. I did another interview because I wanted to have an interview on a unit where like they didn't know me and it wasn't just like, oh yeah, we, you know, I wanted to have like a real kind of legit interview. Even though when I got there, I knew the interim nurse manager too. She was like, I recognize you. And I was like, eh, I'm a nursing assistant. Um, but uh, yeah, so I got hired. I got really lucky. And I basically immediately started an RN to BSN program online. And um, that was right for me at the time. I also had tuition reimbursement from my employer, which was ample and I used it very thoughtfully. I had, you know, a couple grand a month or not a month, geez, I wish, um, a semester to pay for classes. And I had already taken a couple from the first time I tried to get in. Um, but, uh, I had to take, um, lost my train of thought. Yeah, so I, I basically took like a couple classes a semester and then used tuition reimbursement so that I was able to kind of offset some of the cost since I had just lived the last like three years of my life broke AF and like unable to do anything like eating fucking garbage for three years because cheap shitty food is more accessible when you're broke than good food. Anyway, whole other rant. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Um, so I did the RN to BSN program part-time. I finished it. It took me two years, but uh, two and a half years. Um, but I finished it last December, and I was working at the time, so I was able to cut back my hours by a teeny weeny pinch, um, enough that I had enough days of the week that I could study and get work done. I got my BSN, and... Now I, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. I've been a nurse three years now. I'm not perfect. I struggle a lot and I'm always working to be better. Um, I had crippling anxiety initially, I think because of the fucking, I don't, I don't use the word trauma lightly. I'm not saying like, oh my God, the trauma I had in nursing school. When I tell you the emotional shit that I went through and the, the, the poverty and the hunger and the sleep, the, the sleep deprivation. Oh my God, the sleep and flipping from nights to days. Like it was, it was bad for my body and my mind. Um, so I don't say trauma lightly, but like, I think the trauma of all that shit that I had to do was 
enough to create this unbridled anxiety in me that was pretty crippling in my first few months and even my first year or two as a nurse. Um, you know, I had very public panic attacks on the unit during the day that I could not stifle. It was terrifying and humiliating. And I'm really blessed that I'm on a unit where instead of people being like, oh my God, she's unstable, get her out of here. They were like, I've cried in the on-call room before. Come in here, sit, cry it out, rinse off your face, come back out when you're ready. We'll try it again. Very encouraging firm. These people, if you're listening, you know who you are. (laughs) You made a difference in my life because you made me not quit after all that bullshit I had to go through. So we're approaching 30 minutes here. If you're still listening, I just want you to know it's not always easy, but it's almost always worth it. I do not regret anything. Now that I'm through it, I can't say I would do it again. If you said to me, okay, we're reversing the clock and you have to do it again. I'm just going to go take a nap (laughs) because I, I went through a lot and I know other people that have as well. Starting school, stopping school, life getting in the way, issues with kids, parents getting sick, spouses getting sick, financial tragedy like there's so much shit I've heard my friends and coworkers talk about about things that have stopped them from moving forward in their career in nursing whether it be nursing physical therapy uh, whatever allied health professionals respiratory therapists I've talked to many people that have said this shit is they do not make it easy and I think that there are a lot of people like me who would have been a nurse in the workforce contributing positively to the system of healthcare if I didn't have to jump through the fucking burning hoops of our system of education. Now, I love both the schools I went to. I wouldn't have gone to them if I didn't adore them. But some of these problems are systemic, and even when the people within the system want to change it, it takes a lot to set that shit in motion. So, my disclaimer is, I love both my schools. I'm not going to name them, but, you know, the internet exists, so if you can find that shit, good for you. Um, But take heart, everyone listening who is struggling, doubting, Uh, you know, you've got real life getting in the way. It's not a race. While you want to get there and the road is hard, do what you need to do. If you need to take a semester off, try to plan for that. If you need to power through, get the people around you that love you to get on your team and help you through this. Because without giving too much detail, When I finished my bachelor's degree, which my partner stuck around without a lot of reward in terms of academic, financial time, that sort of thing, because I was busy and exhausted for basically like three to five years. Now that I'm in a position where I feel comfortable, more comfortable in my job, I've taken on some leadership roles, I'm looking to the future, 
I'm doing this podcast. I'm trying to actually provide information that though crass language ensues is mostly helpful to, to people that need it. I needed this podcast when I was going through the nights where I was just sobbing over my anatomy book or fucking not sleeping because in my head I'm going over pathos that I'm going to be tested on the next night. Like, and you know what? If you were able to enroll in school, go to your classes, get your loans taken care of, whatever you're, if you had a smooth journey, I'm so glad you're here with us because you're, you're valued as well and just because you didn't fucking lose your skin trying to get through the program doesn't mean that you didn't work just as fucking hard to get what you want and to study and to learn but for those of us that didn't get that we we may be a little salty but just keep moving forward look to people for advice that have done it before you look to the internet for nurse vlogs blogs, essays, find the inspiration that you need that applies to you and your situation. I don't have kids. I can't tell you how to do this with kids. I think people that do this with kids are even more amazing than I can put into words because I couldn't do it. I won't do it. Um, I don't know. I, I respect all you guys, but you got you got to keep moving forward. Find that thing. It's not easy. I just wanted you all to know what my story was. Now you've heard it. I'm not going to edit this, so Lord help us if this audio quality is not great. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's my crazy ass story. That's how I became a nurse. Happy nursing, folks. Nursing Uncensored, where we may be, well, uncensored, but we're not unfiltered. Protected health information has been changed and concealed to comply with HIPAA. The things we talk about are from years of experience with thousands of patients, things we've read, stories we've heard. If you think we're talking about you, we're not. Also, we're real nurses here to provide helpful and accurate information. But don't take anything we say as fact without doing your own research. Refer to your state's board of nursing, practice acts, and your institution's policies and procedures if you have questions about your practice. Lastly, our very strong opinions are ours alone and do not reflect those of our employers, educational, or professional institutions. Thanks for listening, and happy nursing, folks.